Man, good morning. So good to see you guys here. Uh, welcome back. If you're a part of this family here, if this is your first Sunday here, uh, first of all, welcome. Second of all, buckle up. It's going to be a unique day. And uh, feel free to opt in or opt out as much as you want this morning. I think that's, if you don't know us, one thing that we try to always do is give you permission to just spend time with God however you see fit or, or not spend time with God if you don't feel like it. Um, it's not our job to force anybody's hand or to convince you that God's worth talking to. It's, that's the Holy Spirit's job. All we can do is kind of set the table. An image that came to my mind today was, um, you know, at church, our job is to put the plates out, the silverware, the napkins, the flowers, the candles, to help the ambiance uh, be conducive to an amazing feast. But the Holy Spirit has to cook us up something. Like, it's on Him. And so, I don't know what's going to happen today. God might want to blow your mind, change your life, give you a testimony right here today, flip a switch, change, just change everything about you, and He, he may not want to do a whole lot at all except just get you to slow down for a little bit. I don't know. Um, we're going to be open to it, though. So, my hope today, simply put, is to invite us to put ourselves in position to talk to and listen to the Lord. That's, that's the only hope I have for us today. We've planned this thing out to where we'll be here for an hour, hour and five, because I think that's going to be stretching enough for us. But whatever, who knows what the Spirit's going to do, and we'll be fine. You'll be fine. One time I did the math on, like, how much is an hour? If, like, you look at all your awake hours, how much is an hour of church? It's like less than 1% of your week. So here's what I'm asking. Give less than 1% of your awake time this week to the Lord. And that's right now. Let these four walls be a container for you. Outside of these four walls is the week you've had and the week coming up. But just for an hour, what if you gave God full permission just to have your attention? Just for an hour, what if he didn't have to compete with anything or anybody else? What if just for an hour he had your attention? Put your phones on, don't disturb, don't disturb. Tell your phones, don't disturb me. But put your phones on, do not disturb. Just want to let the Holy Spirit work today. I believe that there's no pressure on us to produce results today. There's no pressure on you to have a great morning. You don't have to feel anything today. You might go through today and go, nothing really happened. And that's not a win or a loss. It just is. It's just life. So the pressure's not on us. Please hear me. We're, we have talked as a team. We refuse to try to manufacture an emotional moment today. So if at any point it feels like we're trying to get you to be emotional, I promise you we're not. There's no pressure. Be yourself. I do believe that God wants to move. I do believe that the Lord loves you. I think a lot of us feel like we're on the outside looking in on the presence of God, and I don't think he wants that for you, but I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> we're all so different. Some of us need to go for like a five-mile run, you guys, to experience the presence of God. And some people are like me, and we need to just sit still. We're all so different. So I just, I'm telling you, I charge you, 
do what you want to be in the presence of the Lord. Do what comes natural. If you need to sit and be as still as possible, if you need to stand at the back and dance, if you need to lay down on the floor and take a nap, I don't know what you need. You got to have confidence to know what you need and to act on it. But I do just ask it for it to all be about God in his presence. That's my only ask of you today. And again, you're free to say no to that. And I genuinely believe there's no condemnation there. So to start, we're just going to talk to God. And uh, I want us to just establish connection with the Lord today. And so if that means closing your eyes, if it means staring at me, if it means looking at the screen behind, the, the wall behind me, whatever. But we're going to start just by saying thank you for two minutes. It's so easy to go through our day living in luxury, having no idea like a thousand blessings just like touched our lives. So if you don't know where to start by thinking, God, think about literally your morning this morning and everything that made your morning what it was. Did you get to put on clothes? Did you have legs that brought you here? Was it a car? Did you get to put on shoes today? Did you have air conditioning and heating? Did you have breath in your lungs? You can start simple. Take it wherever you want. For the next two minutes, we want to start by just saying thank you. I think I have a scripture. Oh yeah, Psalm 91 says, I'll give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. So for the next two minutes, I'm gonna be quiet. And whether you wanna use one of these note cards and pens to write down some thank yous or just meditate in your own heart right now, tell the Lord thank you. I want to invite our family, just pray out loud. If you've got something you're thankful for, just say, thank you, God, for, and just go for it. Someone start us off. Someone tell God thank you out loud for our family. There's a whole lot more than that. Come on. Thank you for not giving up. Thank you for good food. Don't make me cry now. 
Thank you, Lord, that your presence travels with us everywhere. All right, in Jesus' name, amen. Next thing, before we get into our first set of worship, I just want us to uh, just tell God we want him here. And he's already here. I really believe that. I believe his presence is, I really believe it this morning. But every day he's with us. I was at the pool yesterday, and uh, a friend sent me a psalm that I was reading. Uh, well, he sent me a psalm, and then I read the psalm that he sent me. Does that make sense? <laughs> not very complicated. It was Psalm 143, and uh, a line in that was, I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. You guys notice how disgusting the grass in Nashville is because we don't have enough rain? I've never thought to myself, man, that ground looks thirsty until this summer. I'm like, I look at my backyard. I'm like, one, that's insulting to my neighbors, what my backyard looks like and I apologize. But two, man, that ground looks thirsty. And literally when it rains, I almost feel relieved for the ground. I kid you not. I'm not trying to be deep right now. I literally, it rained the other day, and I was like, man, good. I can tell my backyard was needing that. Like, it was thirsty. You can just feel the soil being like, bring it. And the writer in the psalm is like, man, my soul is thirsting for you. I'm thirsty. You ever been thirsty and then not gotten water for like the next two hours, and by the end of it, every time you talk, it makes that really gross smacking noise because your mouth is just cotton. It's just, you know, that. I hate that. If I ever do that, let me know if it's happening on the mic. I'll take a drink of water. You've been so thirsty. It's just the thought of water just felt so good. The writer's like, God, I'm thirsty for you. I want your presence. You know, God's presence is already here whether you want it to be here or not, but if you've ever been on a date when someone wanted to be there, it's very different than going on a date when someone didn't want to be there, isn't it? Regardless, they're there. They're sitting across the table no matter what. It's not a question of are they there or not. It's a question of if they want to be there. That's what makes it feel good. When God looks at you today, when he looks across the table and sees you, just you and him, do you want to be there? What's he seeing? I think there's power in going, God, I know you're here, but just so you know, I want you here. I want you here. I don't want anybody else. I just want you. I spend a lot of my time wanting stuff. I want you. That's what I want. Got a lot of things I want. I want you. All those things can fade away. If I get you, I'm all set. So for the next two minutes, simple prayer. God, I want you here. Tell him. And maybe it's a prayer, maybe it's a prayer request. Maybe it's I want you here, maybe it's I want to want. Either one of those great prayers. I invite you to pray, go ahead. We'll do this quietly. Throughout the day, we're gonna have, we're gonna kind of ebb and flow from prayer to worship. And I just, I can't say enough. There's no expectation on what this looks like, feels like, or sounds like. 
If you want to sing, you can sing. If you want to be quiet, you can be quiet. Do you hear? Can you just give me a, a affirmation with the head nod? Do you know you're free to do whatever you want? You're free. All right. We don't need this to sound or look any certain way. So Amanda and the team's going to lead worship. You worship however you want. After they lead worship, I'm going to come back up. We're going to do some prayer stuff, and we're just going to keep ebbing and flowing. All right. This is the vibe all day long. Just woo, easy. I'm sorry about that. All right. All right, you guys can be seated. Let's keep going. Um, oh, actually, I, I wanted to talk through something I do in worship that might unlock some stuff for you. So with worship, I kind of, um, I have a personality that kind of always is doing the opposite. So, and I don't mean to be this way. It makes me very stubborn. But if everyone's loud, then I get quiet. If everyone's quiet, I'm like, come on, y'all, let's turn up. You know, like I'm always doing the opposite thing. And I don't know how you process worship, um, but sometimes when everyone's singing, I almost feel like overstimulated. Like I can't sing as well because it feels just too hype. It's too turned up. Like if people start turning up around me, I'm like, I got to focus. I got to get quiet and like kind of get in here. I, I don't know why that is. So some things that I've done in the past, like whenever it's like, there's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Instead of singing it, I'll just meditate on that. Everyone else is singing. I'm just like, Lord, is that true? Man, you are, okay. Lord, I'm sorry, because some things are coming close. In fact, some things have actually taken, yikes, some things actually I think are worth more than you. All right, well, Lord, okay, will you help me, Father? Because honestly, there is no one more worthy than you, but right now I'm not living that, so just help me, Lord. Or uh, maybe I'll just pray it, like, God, there's nothing worth more. There's nothing, like your presence. And I'll just sit there, and I'll just be praying it. And I don't know, like, if you're like me and you're like, singing out loud doesn't always help my heart connect to the presence of God. That's fine. Then just sit there and pray it. And maybe you're like, right now the Holy Spirit wants me to totally tune this song out and just chill with him. Talk to him. Say something really honest. Maybe you sit there during worship and you're so angry at how happy the words are because you're like, man, life ain't sweet like that. Cute song. Welcome to reality. All right. Fine. Talk to God. Wrestle with it. You don't got to sing. It's all right. God wants your honesty. He don't want you to fake it. He knows when you are. He's, he ain't happy with it. Neither are you. So you don't got to. You know what I'm saying? So from now on, every time you're at the Ruby, why don't you worship how you feel led? Why don't you make the goal you and God connecting? Not you looking like someone else. Not you sounding good. You're in Nashville. Everybody sounds good. They sound better than you. All right. I'm, I'm used to it. You need to get used to it. <laughs> all right. So you know what I'm saying? Like, and even sometimes he may give you your own little songs. Like sometimes we'll be singing, I'll have my own little song, own little song. It's always like a little song. And, and I'll just sing to him in my own heart, my own mind, sometimes out loud, like freedom. The point of worship is to worship. Worship doesn't have a sound. Worship has a heart. Ooh, ooh. All right, get up, put that on TikTok later. Uh, I don't have a TikTok. Um, all right. Next thing. So we're going to spend a longer time this time just dwelling on the freedom that's available in Christ on a few different layers. Um, I think one thing I believe we're constantly underestimating is that we are free in the Lord, that freedom is, is yours already. Uh, it, it's already happened to those that believe in Christ, that have received Jesus as their Savior, that, that follow Jesus. 
He promises a Holy Spirit. And wherever the Spirit is, 2 Corinthians, the Holy Spirit brings freedom. It literally says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that has a few different elements I wanted to think of. So first thing was Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Do you feel condemned? Do you feel not good enough? Have you messed up one too many times? Are you like Peter? Hey, how many times do you forgive somebody? What's the number? No, I hear you. Like, yeah, forgive people. But like how many times though? You know why Peter was asking that? Because in his head, he had a limit. He had a number. He may not have known the number, but he assumed if I mess up enough times, if I deny Jesus twice, I'm good. But if I deny him three times, I'm done. I have now condemnation. It took Jesus on the beach like we talked about last week going, do you love me? One. Do you love me? Two. Do you love me? See, you're you're fine. You are not condemned. You are free in the Lord. You are not condemned. And that is permanent. That will not change. It does not fluctuate. It is not moody. The freedom of the Lord is always. It is steadfast. It is infinite. And maybe that's where you need to sit and reflect today. For the next 15 minutes, just, Jesus, I'm not condemned. Jesus, I've been so busy rolling my eyes that you're loved by God. Like, there's more to it than that, guys, that I've actually forgotten that I need to hear I'm loved by God. Some of you are prone to being like, enough of this, you're loved by God. We got to go out and change the world. And God's literally like, why do you keep rejecting the message I'm trying to talk to you about? (laughs) Like, I love you. You are free. You are not condemned. It does not matter how many times. Guys, look at me. Do you understand that I sin all the time? All the time. I sin all the time. I, I blow my own mind. With how I, and it's not like cute sin. It's like actual sin that has consequences, that hurts feelings. It's gross. It's not like, oh, that pastor's so relatable sin. It's like, no, actual sin that if you watched it happen, you may not come back. Do you know I'm not condemned? I'm not. And Jesus has really been forced to me lately to accept that. And I have hated it. And then I've loved it. And then I've hated it. And I loved it. And I don't really know where I'm sitting right now. I'm not condemned. And just because I'm a pastor don't mean I got to pretend like I ain't messing it up all the time. I smart off to my wife. I got loose lips. I have to ask for her forgiveness all the time. I'm broken every day. Man, if you're like me, there is no condemnation. And if you're like me, you need some help believing that. So maybe that's where you stop. You just ignore the next two and you just sit on that and let God teach you to receive mercy. Let him teach you to receive grace. Let him teach you to break your own logic of forgiveness. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Your sin, your weakness your inability, your inability to control everything, your, in, your inability to be your, per- I see all you guys crying because you know, you know this feeling. 
You can't do it. I need you to know that it is mandatory that you feel that to understand God's strength. If you're walking in the illusion that you're strong enough, you are now blocking yourself from understanding the strength of the Lord. Your weakness is mandatory to understand the glory of God's strength. You have to be weak to understand it. I was telling my wife last night, it feels like I just worked so hard for this church. And the minute fruit started showing up, I had already given up. Not on the church, on God and me, my relationship with God. I feel like I've been just working and working and working and building the culture and giving the vision and making everyone feel excited and seen and understood and loved and cared for and la, la, la. And here's a funny story. Then here's an emotional moment. And here's the scripture. And then look at the Holy Spirit and just tiring and tiring. And then the minute I started seeing fruit pop up, I watched it start happening. I see it in your eyes. You're starting to love this church, aren't you? Aren't you? Like, this is a good church. You're starting to love each other. And all this fruit started popping up. You know what? I felt weak, exhausted, tired. You know what Satan did? Robbed my perspective. I started saying things I don't even mean. I started feeling things in my spirit like, well, it's about time y'all caught up. I've been trying to get y'all to love each other. Glad you're doing it. I don't even think that. Whose voice is that? I was weak. And it's in that place that I think God wanted to meet me. Look, this is all my strength. This is all my doing. The minute you gave up is when you started seeing my spirit work. When you gave up on me, my spirit showed up in your church. I don't know what percentage of truth that is. Maybe it's like 50% true. I think I was, anyway, broad brush strokes here. You gotta be weak. You got to. Stop running from it. Stop acting like you're not. Grown men in here, stop acting like you hold it all together. No, you do not. The world does not revolve around you guys. You do not hold your family up. You do not hold the world up. And you were never asked to. Give it to the Lord. You got to find your weakness if you want to find God's strength. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Are you feeling tempted? Do you feel like you can't overcome your own selfishness, your own lust, your own greed, your own addiction, your own self-obsession, your own idolatry? Your weakness is an open door for the strength of God to show up. I promise you there's a way. And maybe for the next few minutes, you need to just pray that. And, and, and it may not feel like it's showing up, but you need to talk out loud or internally to Jesus and go, Jesus, I know there's freedom. I know there is. That's where Satan gets us. He cuts off even the idea of freedom. I talk to people that are men and women addicted to pornography. And the first thing I have to ask them is, do you believe there's a version of yourself that's free of this addiction? Like really addicted. I'm talking like chemically addicted. Do you believe you can be free? Because if you don't, we're already done. We lost. If you don't believe it exists, it won't exist. I promise you, whatever you feel shackled by, whatever you feel held, on, held by, whatever you feel like this magnetic pull toward this self-destruction, man, no one understands that more than this guy. There is freedom in Christ. And it may happen miraculously today, and it may happen slowly over the next 10 years, but I promise you, there is freedom in Jesus. 
Some of you need to talk to God and you need to tell him, knowing that his presence is here and you need to tell him face to face, I know I can be free. I know I can. I mean, I don't, but I know it. I don't know it, but I know I can. And just wrestle with the Lord. There's freedom available. I wanna invite Devin just to come and, and just kick off our prayer time. He's gonna pray over us. Uh, I don't know where the handheld is. Do we know where it is? Can we use this mic? Is that cool? All right. Oh, here we go. Here, we're gonna, we're gonna walk it down. Come on, Luke. That's our tech guy. What's up, baby? Love you. If you don't know Luke Lowe's, you're wasting your time. Get to know Luke. This dude's amazing. So meditate. If you want to go all three, you want to pick one, just meditate on freedom. Devin's going to kick us off. All right. Bow your heads. Pray with me. <clears throat> Lord, thank you for this space today to come before you. Right now, Lord, I just want to bring to the front of our minds your death, your burial, your resurrection. Lord, that brings the freedom for us that in your death, you've put to death our sin, the death that we will face, Lord, and that we can have resurrection life in you. And that's the freedom that we have right now that starts now with that decision to follow you. Lord, and as we embark on that journey as an individual, as a church, help us just embrace your grace and your mercy within that, that we're free to struggle through that process, that there's freedom within that. God, I I think about how Jesus, when you're on earth, you said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Help us to believe that when when we don't see it, that we would just take that step of faith to say, it's okay that I'm struggling right now to really believe these things, to, to be free from my sin and to, to look forward to what we know is true, to what has already come. Lord, I just, I thank you for this body that we can come together and remind each other of those things. Lord, that we, we can come and in our weariness find rest and freedom. Lord, I, I know there are people in this room who are on the edge who don't know if they believe or if they really trust these things, people that are still bound by shame and guilt and regret. Lord, I pray that you would bring freedom in those lives today, that they would take that step of faith because it is, it, it is a step, Lord. It doesn't always make sense. And God, I pray that you would just help people to, to really take that step today and believe. Lord, help our unbelief. God, I thank you again just for this time. Fill this place with your peace. Cloud out all the anxieties that we bring into this room and give rest, God. Pray all these things in the name of your son. Amen. All right, I invite you guys just to pray. We'll take eight or 10 minutes. I'm watching the time. You do not need to worry about what time it is.
I sense that some of you are struggling to receive this. Receive it. Don't let this moment pass you by. His grace is not just for the people around you. He's for you. We got one more, one more prayer moment. I know it feels like, well, actually, I don't know, so I won't do that. The last one I want to talk about is the word surrender. Mark 14, 35 through 36, I think we underestimate this moment. It says, going a little farther, Jesus fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. This is right before he's arrested. Abba, Father, he said. Some say he was sweating uh, blood at this moment. Uh, It's the most stressed out point in all of Scripture. Jesus says, I'm distressed to the point of death. But when he's praying to to his Father, this is what he says. Abba, Father, everything's possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. There's something Jesus understood about his father. He could in the same breath say, I don't want this. I do not want this. I don't want to lay this down. I don't want to pick this up. I don't want to do this. I don't want to not do that. I don't want it. And what's sweet about Jesus is he that wasn't something he did internally. He, in his prayer life, goes, hey, Father, as beautiful as the cross is, as much as we love our gold cross necklaces, do you know that Jesus asked that that wouldn't be the case? The thing that Christianity celebrates the very most, do you know that at one point Jesus said, hey, can we, can we not do this? Is there a way? Like, seriously, Jesus meant that. Remove this cup. Yet not what I will. Your will be done. What did Jesus know about his father that gave him the courage to go, I don't want this, but not my will. Your will. He knew something about the character of his father, that when the father is doing something we don't want, when he's leading us somewhere we don't want to go, when he's taking something from us that we don't want to let go of, Jesus knew something, that our heavenly father has the good of those around us in his heart, the good of the world, the good of you and his glory. This is really hard to believe sometimes, isn't it? when the Father's doing something in our hearts. No, 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 no. Anything but that. Whenever you find yourself going anything but that, that's the very thing God's trying to work a miracle in. Anything but that, Lord. Nope, that's, you just found it. That's the one right there. You can touch any part of my life, but right here, that's mine. You just found what Jesus is asking you for. And what the enemy does is goes, Jesus is threatening you. That's a threat. Your sense of certainty, your sense of self, your sense of security, your sense of predictability, your sense of ownership, your sense of control, 
Jesus is trying to make you unstable. No, he's not. No, he's not. You are unstable. (laughs) He is not unstable. Jesus is steadfast. Come back to me. Come back. You're fine. What's up, y'all? Welcome. Whatever Jesus is asking of you, whether it's to give something up, to let go of something, whether it's something physical or something in your spirit, if it's pride, if it's selfishness, if it's greed, if it's lust, if it's your future goals, if it's your career moves, if it's your dating relationship, if he's asking you to lay something down so you can spend more time with him, whatever he's asking for, you can be honest with him. God, I do not want to. I actually like my version of Christianity. It doesn't ask that much of me. I actually like not dying to myself. It's nice that way. I love my life when I'm not dying to myself. But what does Jesus promise? He who wants to gain his life, what does he got to do? He's got to lose it. God, for whatever reason, has designed us to come the most alive when we completely let go. When we completely open our hands and go, God, you can literally take anything you want out of my hands. It is actually all on the table. I think I know what a good career is. I think I know what the perfect family looks like. But literally, you define what good life looks like. If you want me to completely let go of my just gravitational pull toward money, I need more money. Money. And you even got good reasons. I got a family. I got kids. What do you mean? Money matters. I don't know. What's the thing that you don't want God to touch in your life? What's the thing that's completely off limits? And you know it. You know it is. Tell God that you don't want to let go. Let him know how much you hate this moment. And if you're like, I'm not even in a place to give it to you, that can be your prayer today. You don't got to get there. God, I'm aware, and I know you know that I know, and that's where we're going to stop today. That's okay. But at some point, Jesus is trying to exchange the thing you're holding on to for a more abundant life. There is no peace like soul peace. And the thing you're holding on to is threatening the peace in your soul. I hate that's how it works. I'd love to hold on to all the stuff I don't want God to touch and to be fully alive in God. What's that thing you need to let go of? I promise you this, you can trust him. When his hands reach into your soul and try to grab something and you're like, "Uh uh-uh, those are the most gentle, kind, compassionate, well-intentioned hands. There is no other hands you want touching your soul but the hands of your heavenly father. You, I promise you, I know this is hard. You can trust him with surrender. Whatever idols you have that you have willfully placed above your walk with Jesus, and you know it. Your love, you know, you know, you know our culture here. You know the grace and mercy that's yours to take hold of. I'm not beating you. I'm not beating up on you. But the things that you are placing above King Jesus do not belong there. Please hear me saying that. They have no right. They have no authority. That's idolatry. And that's okay. 
I'm idolatrous literally all the time, all the time. I'm idolatrous about like Lululemon. Like I'm weird. I'm idolatrous about stuff that is like really shallow, like really shallow. But the idolatry is not shallow. The idolatry actually has real substance behind it. It is actually getting in the way of the Holy Spirit. So whatever God's asking to take from you, give it to him. I just give it to him, hand it over. It's in your way. And him taking it is not a threat. It is freedom. I promise. I promise. I'm going to invite Abby to come up, kick off this time of prayer. Whatever you feel like you need to surrender, just talk to the Lord about it. If you want to talk to me, talk to Taylor in the back, talk to Luke. You want to grab someone to talk, do it. Abby's going to kick off our time. Then we're going to sing worship, and then we're going to hang on the porch and go eat lunch. So don't leave the room yet. Don't leave this space yet. All right, one more. All right, let's pray. Uh, You can bow your heads, keep your eyes open, do what you need to do. Um, Hey, God. um, When I got asked to pray about surrender this morning, um, I felt a pit in my stomach um, because I know with surrender comes, for me, and I think a lot of people in here fear, um, the fear of... What will I look out look like after I surrender to other people? Um, where will my life go? What will I have to let go of? What are you going to ask me to do that I don't think I can? Um, and I realized, God, that in those moments of trying to figure that out, that um, it came down to me trying to trust you and know that you love me and you would never ask me to do something that wasn't out of love for me or out of goodness for me. And so, God, I have two prayers for us and myself especially. And the first is that if I have identified that thing that I need to surrender, and if I know it, just give me the strength to let it go today, tomorrow, the next day, every day. Give me the strength to think about it and let it go. And if I don't know God, and I'm trying to figure it out, or I'm new to knowing you, God, give me the courage to trust you. Give me the courage to choose to know that it may be scary and I don't know, but I can choose to trust you because what you have for me is good. I can surrender to you because what you have for me is completely out of love and completely out of your goodness. And so, God, I just just pray that that I can just let go of myself. I can let no, let go of what I want things to be and what I think I should look like and how I think people should know me and just pick up the love that you have for me. And so this is kind of just a, not really a prayer prayer, but I just ask for courage over this room today, God. Courage to know that God is perfect courage to know that he is trustworthy and it's unlike anybody we've ever known on this earth and so I guess I'm just gonna end there with we love you God so much and if we don't help us get there amen just encourage you lay it down
If all you've got is God, I'm trying to lay it down. I'm trying. Please help me. That works. We've been going for about an hour. Don't give up just yet. We've only got a few more minutes. The Lord's not done yet. Lunch will get here soon enough. You're going to get out of this space soon enough. Maybe God's still talking to you. Maybe He wants to take that thought and take it deeper. Hey guys, so uh, something that's kind of wrecked me over in this little corner this morning. Uh, there's a, a book called The Furious Longing of God. Sorry, yeah, obviously don't speak with a mic much, but you know. Uh, there's a book called The Furious Longing of God, and there's a passage out of it that just describes how all God asks is for us to climb into his lap, know him as the Father, know him as Abba, know him as Papa, and he's content with us coming as a toddler and being preoccupied in our own life and our own thoughts and our own pride and preconceptions and worries. But all he, he wants is he's happy that we're there and he's content. And just sitting in that love has wrecked me in the corner. And I question whether to say something pretty much the whole service, but I hope that helps somebody and just that you can know that love of God as Papa and not as this God that looks down on us and has seen us as these terribly broken people, but as his beloved children. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, thank you, Sam, for that. Um, I do hope, I think what you just shared is kind of the summary of the whole day. Like, God wants you to be in his presence. He wants you to love his presence. That's what he's got for you. Uh, if you've ever, like, had a finish line as a goal, what happens when you cross the finish line? You stop. You exhale, I did it, good. You stop. It's like, we can do that with God. What do you need me to get done? He just wants you to be in his presence. He wants you to love his presence. He wants to teach you about his presence. We're gonna end today on, a, on one of those like, kind of anthem songs. It's a hopeful song. It's a declaration that we, that we hope in the Lord. And if you wanna like stand up and, and be excited and declare this in song, do that. If you wanna be quiet and pray this, do that. But let's end just putting our hope in Jesus. Our hope is not in our sufficiency. It's not in our work. It's not in how good or bad we think today went. It's just in King Jesus. That's it. His blood. That's it for the rest of our lives. So if you wanna stand, if you wanna sit, you guys, I've done this enough. You guys know what to do. Love you.